the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about self-acceptance and discovery. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is New Jersey native and friend of the Transverse, Shannon McDill. She hosts the podcast Our Life in Transition with her wife, Rachel. Shannon, a New Jersey native, is a graduate of Rutgers University with a concentration in historic preservation and political science. She's a digital content creator with focusing on gender, race, and social justice. With her wife, Rachel, she co-hosts the podcast, Our Life in Transition. You can also find her every week boosting transition posts from other trans creators on Instagram. Everyone, welcome to the show, Shannon. Hi, love. Hello. Thank you so much for being here and for being willing to come on the show. And actually, you fill in kind of last minute. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. The first question that I like to start with as we get into your story, my favorite one, how did you choose your name? Um, I'm very boring. Um, <laughs> the, my name is actually the female name that my mom picked out. Um, and um, I always knew what it was. My mom had two names. Both of them started with an S and both of them were either the male or female version of Patricia after my uh, grandmother. And uh, that's it. I, it's the name that has always been my uh, backup name. And it's always kind of felt like my name. Hmm. Um, when uh, we were trying to pick out names for our daughter, um, it came up and I got very defensive for some reason. <laughs> Didn't know why at the time. Uh, figured it out but yeah i was like no that's my name it's always been my name so yeah it was it was very easy to just go yeah it's, it's shannon now okay i always love that when you're able to pay homage to your family you know what the what your parents had chosen for you i think it it can it can make the tr transitions a little bit easier for them to accept and i love that you always knew what it was and you kind of always had that in the back of your mind do you have any recollection from your youth of when that name resonated with you as in like that should be my real name um, so much um because to be honest growing up everybody called me like everything except my uh old name mm -hmm. um because my old name um it's not very complicated to print to pronounce i'm not going to tell anybody what it is but um it sounds it looks similar to other names so i got all kinds of random different things which was not my name um but you know my family had a litany of nicknames i, I thought of making a shirt one time because there were like 20 different things that people called me mm -hmm. so um you know i never really thought about it so much growing up um and it was just kind of like okay whatever this is what my legal name is i guess um but you know it didn't bother me okay um you know it was a nice name but you know it just stopped fitting kind of like a worn out pair of pants mm -hmm. so, i i, I yeah. love that uh, <laughs> nobody could get it right anyway so it was just like it was easy, yeah. easy to let it go <laughs> yeah which i thought that you know once i changed my name like shannon's not complicated and uh, for some reason, I keep getting Sharon. I'm like, where did you get Sharon from? There's no Sharons here. <gasps> Two ends in the middle. I don't, okay. But, you know, I thought the war was over, but it's not. So when did you first realize that you were a transgender? When did that term specifically apply to you? Um, the term specifically, um, 
about let me do the math um about 2016 the other shoe kind of dropped um and i had um you know those feelings of like what is going on you know i had um beforehand cross-dressed but you know i didn't have the terms for it and then you know when it became more common for people to understand you know kind of what this experience is called and what um what it is then at some point i was like oh wait oh yeah okay that's that's what that was okay Mm. yeah that's what that feeling is that makes sense so when you got to that point and you you've had a, a term a label for that feeling what were you able to look back on your youth and kind of trace back? What were some of those breadcrumbs that were there that led to that? Once once you look back, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I see it now. Um, there, there were lots of little things like, you know, I mean, I had moments that thinking back, you know, kind of, you know, being a little kid and, you know, trying to figure out what this gangly body of mine was doing. I was, you know something didn't feel right. Um, but then also I, I very much used to get, well, I wasn't getting misgendered because they were correct, but people used to think that I was a girl when I was little and Mm -hmm. they would meet me and, you know, I looked out, I've got nice eyelashes and dimples and they were like, Oh, your daughter's so cute. My parents would put me in the most boyish looking clothes, but just something about how I was carrying myself. They were like, oh, this is clearly your daughter. And they would say that to me and I'd be like, "Mm, I'm not supposed to say yes to that, but it doesn't necessarily feel weird. Um, And, you know, by the time I got older, you know, I used to joke that I was all of my, uh, I was, I was everybody's straight gay best friend. Because, you know, according to everybody else, like, I I was like a gay best friend, but, you know, I like girls. So clearly, you know, I was just, you know, I was one of the nice guys. And uh, I got told that a lot, that you're, you know, you're one of the nice ones. And then I felt very bad when I had to let everybody down because I wasn't one of them at all. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not not a guy at all. Mm -mm, No. Um, but so there were lots of little things like that, that in looking back made a lot of sense, um, where at the time, you know, it was just, they were just quirks, but, but no, it's in hindsight, I'm like, oh yeah, no, those, those were clues. I'm just a really bad detective. I really bad detective. I love that. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us who are trans really are. We, it takes us a very long time to, to take the evidence and put it together to get to a conclusion that actually makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it helps when you get to the point of where you're actively looking and asking the questions and putting the pieces together instead of pushing them all aside and trying to ignore them and forget that they're there. I do love the fact that as a young child, your feminine side just exuded from you so much that like that's what came forth and everybody everybody was misgendering you. I love that. When when I when I or finally came gender. out, um I had multiple people 
go, oh, well, that tracks. I'm like, what do you mean? We're like, oh, well, when, when you first brought Rachel home, when you first brought her and said, hey, this is my girlfriend, we were all like, oh, we thought you were gay. Okay, sure. I'm like, oh, okay. But, you know, I... And I actually, and I said that to, to my wife, too. I was like, did I read that way to you? She was like, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Everybody were like, no. No, you're not, but... This is this is what they were saying. It just took. I was the, I was probably the last person to figure it out. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. So then, when you come out as trans, and we'll get into some of the details in a minute. Mm -hmm. But when you when you came out at first, was there sort of like is it one of those situations where like nobody was really that surprised? Um, I don't think anybody was really surprised. There were a handful of people um, who didn't take it well, mm -hmm. but. For the most part, everybody just went, okay, and just kept it moving. But yeah, nobody really seemed shocked. <laughs> um, you know, people were like, this this is what's, you sure? Yeah, okay. But yeah, nobody really seemed terribly surprised. You mentioned uh, backstage that your coming out uh, publicly was via YouTube for your family yeah. and friends and um, things like that. Did, how did you how did you handle that? How did you approach coming out to that group? Was it more individual, or how did you approach um, that? Yeah. Um, the, well, I mean, obviously, my my wife was the first person I came out to, um, and. Um, like I said, I had cross-dressed in the past. So, you know, right after we got married, I had um, what I described to to uh, people before as a bout of transness, um, which was, you know, she was working uh, down here uh, where we live now. And, you know, I was still taking summer classes. And, um, you know, it was really the first time in my life that I was just like, nobody was with me at home. I was by myself. Mm -hmm. I had time to really process. And within like, I don't know, a couple of weeks, like I had several dresses and I had, you know, a wig and, and then I did the normal, like, okay, well, that was fun. Let me throw this all out now. That was a weird little fluke that I did. Like, <laughs> and at some point, you know, I told her about that and her, you know, first question was, well, does that mean you're gay or you want to divorce me? I'm like, oh no. No, it was just, well, I don't know what that was, but it's over. It wasn't over, obviously. Um, and that was always still in the back of my mind because something about that felt very right. Yeah. Well, I love that what, what Amy pointed out in, in the chat, Astro Amy pointed out, well, yeah. technically, yeah, you are gay. <laughs> I am. So uh, it more so by the day, apparently. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, and, and we, and we say this in the, in the, uh, intro to our, our show too and uh, on the podcast that um you know 10 years after we got married uh i came out and it was literally like it was a de just a decade of me trying really hard to be as manly as possible and it's just not working um but so you know she actually i i wound up coming out to her not meaning to Oh, because, um, you know, I was she came home from work and um, 
I was uh, heading to the bathroom, and she was like, whose underpants are those? Are those mine? I'm like, oh, no, those are mine. Yeah. Remember that thing? Yeah, that, yeah, that didn't go away. And so, you know, at first I came out to her as gender fluid. I was really trying to compromise because I was, you know, scared. Um, and it took a little while to come to terms and like, no, I'm, I, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not non-binary, sorry. Um, but, um, then with everybody else, you know, I went to therapy I, and really worked on dealing with that fear of, I don't know how everybody's going to react. And, um, I slowly started coming out to what I, I described as soft targets. I was very tactical about it. I was very like, nice. Okay. I love let, that. Let me talk to let me talk to one of my best friends. He's not going to have a problem. I talked to him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, well, okay. Well, I'm I'm gender fluid." I'm like, "Oh, see, okay." And he's like, "Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to come out to you." I'm like, great. So I'm glad we've done this. Um, and then I was I didn't know how to come out to my brother, and my therapist said, "Well, why don't you write him a letter and see." How would you like, what would you say to him? And I wrote the letter and we went over it and she was like, yeah, that sounds like, why don't you try saying that to him? I was like, that's a good idea. So I sent him an email because I was afraid to talk to anybody, you know, in person because yeah. I was really just nervous about rejection. Um, and so I sent him a letter and he was like, I saw you two weeks ago. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, we were busy. It was a family event that wasn't the time. Um, and he was like, okay, whatever. And, you know, after having a couple of people that I'm like, okay, that went well. Then I did the same thing, tweaked it and sent the same letter to my really close family and my really close friends. And for the most part, it was good. That was, you know, I had those couple of people that... Uh, I had a little bit of a negative, negative reaction, uh, and I haven't spoken to them since. Mm -hmm. But other than that, um, everybody seemed fine. And they were like, okay. They weren't shocked, obviously, because they all thought something was going on since I was a little kid anyway. Um, <laughs> and so, and, and, you know, after I was dealing with the people that I was worried about losing in my life, then I was like, okay, well, that was all easy. I can't send everybody an email, so I just made a YouTube video. And the YouTube video, I, you know, it was Christmas time, so I had a nice, you know, setting. I had a nice sparkly Christmas tree. Everything was pretty. I had good music. And then I came in, I sat down and said, you know, I took, took a sip of water. On... So, yeah, I'm trans. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then explain what that meant. And, you know, that was it. And I just put it. I sent that out on Facebook. I made a little snippet and put it on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that was, I called it a day and said, okay. You know, some people didn't see that and they were a little perplexed like a couple months later when they were like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> um, and even my brother, I talked to him uh, today and he said that um, every once in a while, people will be like, so how's your brother doing? Oh, my sister. No, my, your brother. Like, no, no, my sister. Yeah, she transitioned a while ago. And they're like, oh, 
okay, you're okay with that? Yeah, well, I just said she's my sister, right? And <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it, I, I've been fortunate in that, for the most part, most of the people in my life haven't had a problem. Um, not everybody gets it, but, you know, they don't have a problem per se, you know, it's, it's but there's always a lot of questions, um, especially when I haven't seen somebody in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I become the little trans uh, encyclopedia. Um, but yeah, so fortunately I, I've haven't had too many people that I've had a falling out about about it. Um, a couple here and there, mm -hmm. some closer than others, but um, yeah, everybody's kind of rolled with it for the most part because I was the last one to know. <laughs> so, yeah. We have a comment in chat uh, that says mm -hmm. you, you have some really good family. And uh, I think it's it's from a, a familiar name here. The last name I'm seeing here is, is McDill. It's like Ray McDill. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that would that that would be uh that would be the other Mrs. McDill. Ah. Technically technically Mrs. McDill Prime. She was technically Mrs. McDill first, so mm -hmm. there you um, go. I love Mrs. McDill Prime. Ah. Oh, yeah. You have so many great terms. I love it. This, just just for that alone, soft targets for the easy people to come out to. Ah, we're gonna use the heck out of that. I love that yeah, very much. Please. Please. <laughs> it's my gift to you. Enjoy. <laughs> Your your true gift to the community. Um, and on that on that note, I'm kind of curious: is that original video coming out? Is that still available on your YouTube? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the, it's pinned to my to my YouTube. If you go on there, um, yeah, that's one of the first things you'll see. Wow. And for context again, how long ago was that? Um, so my egg uh exploded altogether um uh in just after halloween in 2016 um and um that video was the next year in the middle of december that's the other thing too is i made it real hard for people to really be mad because it was right before christmas so it's just you know <laughs> like you got you got a lot going on you got plants and parties and things going. Just by the way, I'm trans. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I just kind of threw it out there at a very uh, random time. But uh, yeah, so it was the end of 2017. And I mean, most of that was just, you know, having spent a year processing it myself and also with Rachel. And then, um, you know, getting over my fears of coming out to people and it was just like okay well i'm not waiting any longer it's been a year and yeah so it's it's weird that it's been that long honestly it feels like yesterday but it's been a very long time now yeah 2016 so so uh wait you said so it was december of 2017 when that came out 2017 when the, when i that finally came dropped? to people yeah. Nice. No, I, I love that as a quick and easy way to just kind of get it out there. And then, you know, you don't have to write the the targeted email to everybody. You can just mm -hmm. go ahead and send them a link. <laughs> you can text it, exactly. tweet it, whatever, and just get it out there. Exactly. Nice. And honestly, you know, and part of it, <laughs> I don't know if it was just uh, being, you know, uh, protecting myself or just, you know, being scared. 
um, which I don't know, maybe they're one and the same, but I was just like, listen, if they're mad, I don't have to deal with it right away. They can leave a nasty comment, which I can delete. But, you know, if they're mad about it, then, you know, I don't have to deal with them face to face and, you know, be upset. You know, I'll read their comment and be mad about it alone and maybe send them a very nice reply. And then that's about it. Um, so, yeah, it was easy. I like that. Just here, here, here's yeah. the, here's my note. Uh, just go ahead and scream into the void all you want, you know, whatever. And um, if I feel like reading your comment, I will probably won't respond. <laughs> My last email. I'm a girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's it. So, um, oh, nice. Uh, Danny just earned a seventy-five thousand bits badge. Wow. That's a lot of bits wow. given. Thank you so much. So, uh, Shy had asked, and we were pretty much going to get there, but you know, um, actually, I want to ask one one question before that. You mentioned <laughs> that your egg just sort of exploded um, in 2016. What was what was the the main catalyst for that? You'd had this cross-dressing episode and as soon as that was over you just kind of threw everything away my god i remember those times where it was like mm -hmm. this crazy intense urge and you did something impulsive and then you're like wow i don't feel like that at all and so yeah that's all gotta go um tangent there but so yeah what was it eventually that that was that egg cracking catalyst uh jealousy over rachel's wonder woman costume for halloween <laughs> And that's what it was. I was, I would, I, I went as another comic book character. It was a very good costume. I went as Hugo Strange. My head was shaved. That was the last time I had a beard. It was a perfect costume. Um, and the entire night, I was like, I really. But you know, she has shorter hair, and she, um, she needed a wig for that costume. And you know, she went to work on Monday, and she left the wig laying around. And I said, Ah. Nobody's here. Let me try that old thing again. I'm like, oh, oh, that that's what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, it was the course of a weekend. <laughs> Just everything from the part. <laughs> the Halloween weekend. We came together. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I had that yeah. that moment where um something something kind of kind of cracked. I guess it was mm -hmm. the egg where it's just like, wait a second, am I attracted <laughs> to her or jealous of her? I. That's a complicated question. Yeah. It's always a complicated question, but yeah. That that brings up a lot and and yeah, there there is some there's some tough thinking to be had after that. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then as she, as Shy asked, how did you specifically come out to your wife? What was that pro that process like and um, how did some of those initial conversations go? You you all are still together, you've had a podcast together, you have a kid together. Um yeah, how did that 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 process go for you you know it was you know obviously that we had talked about you know me dressing right when we first got married um pardon and uh then she stumbled across you know um my my new clothes that i had purchased the one day and asked if they were hers and i and i said no they're mine um and her reaction at first was okay. I guess we need to talk about that. And I said, yeah, give me a minute. And uh I came out and sat down on the sofa and we had a conversation. And that's, you know, I was like I said, I was compromising and 
It's like, I, I think I'm gender fluid. And she's like, that makes sense. Okay. Um, and, you know, we had an entire year before I came out to everybody else of dealing with, you know, our different levels of acceptance, anger, compromising. Um, and, you know, it, it was a process. And, you know, I, I don't think that in a relationship a lot of people with this experience don't wind up having an argument at some point and we had our fair share of arguments and discussions and um you know we took it kind of day by day for that entire year um i went to therapy she went to therapy we went to marriage counseling to try to figure it out and you know by the time that I finally came out, it was, we had a schedule. We were kind of on the same page about it. And, you know, the way that she always put it was, well, this is my person. And this is my person regardless of um, what her gender is, regardless of whether we're married or not. She's my person and nothing about that is going to change and what the form of our relationship is and what um, her gender is, is kind of separate from, you know, who we are as, you know, a team and, you know, but she's my best friend. I'm her best friend, I think, unless she's changed her mind. Um, um, let us know in the comments. I don't know, Rachel. Or am I still your best friend? Um, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Maybe, our, maybe maybe the munchkin has take, taken that. Um, but uh, yeah. So it, it was it was it was a process, but um, it just a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. um, which I am. I can be a talkative person, but I I don't like to. <laughs> um, I don't like to be uh questioned about my feelings yeah um i struggled a lot with that too especially since at that in that period well actually i was i was having the conversations long before i kind of b before my egg was really fully cracked um so a lot of it for me was trying to have a conversation and answer questions without having the answers myself was right. there some of that for you was there was there some help in the fact that the two of you got to answer those questions together yeah. And like I said, I, I compromised for a while. Um and I I for a good probably six months of that year, I was like, I'm gender fluid. Um and you know, I even actually I, I still had a, a nice little cute little gender fluid ne necklace on in my coming out video. I don't know why I was still wearing it because at some point, like a few months down the line, uh, it was very clear because like, unless it was a situation where I'm not out yet, I'm leaving the house and I can't present authentically yet outside of the house. Mm -hmm. um, I was just me all the time. Um, 
my hair hadn't grown out, so I was wearing a terrible wig at the time. But, you know, other than that, it was it was just me every day here at home. Um, and at some point, Rachel was kind of quiet and she just said. You're not really gender fluid, are you? And I was like, nah, <laughs> not. So, you know, uh, honestly, she was the first person that said, no, you're. You're not you're. You're going all the way to the other other side, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. Um, and yeah, and it, it and it took a while for me to even say it. You know, I agreed with her when she said that, but it wasn't for you know a couple two two three more months in you know in therapy that I finally said to my therapist, "Yeah, I'm trans," and you know. Then of course, as soon as I did that, then I'm like, okay, we gotta hurry up. We gotta write letters. We gotta, you know, make YouTube videos. And I've gotten to acceptance. Let's move on. Everybody else, get with the program. I have accepted it. All of you have to too. Um, I love that you're just like, okay, this is the this is what it is. Let's go. Let's yeah. just move. Which which I guess was Boy. you know maybe surprising <laughs> um, because I'm one of those people that like I, I'm I, I'm an ent. Um, for all of our Lord of the Rings fans out there, uh, I, I it takes if I if there, I have something to say, it takes me a long time to say it. I think for a long time, but once I make a decision, the choice is made and we're moving on. Um, so you know, it, I hem and haul for a long time, but once I I figure out, you know, where I wanted to be, where I needed to be, then you know, I wasn't waiting around anymore. Interesting. I find a way to second guess myself throughout the whole process and long after. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I still second guess myself, but, you know, but the choice is made. So it is what it um, is. Let's go. But, you know, I love it. Yeah. So did you have anybody in that period when you were coming out that supported you that you weren't expecting or supported you in a way that you weren't expecting? Um, hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, I did have that one friend who I came out to and, you know, their response was to uh, undercut my moment by coming out to me, but, um, you know, not really. And, uh, for many, many months until I really started sending those emails and making my videos and coming out to the people closer to me, um, a lot of my, um, you know, support was my wife, my therapist, and then just you know, support groups on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I lucked out in that, like, I found some very supportive people with good advice and, um, you know, a nice, healthy and robust uh, caring section in the support groups. Um, and, you know, I still have some of my, some of my good friends are from that group. Um, I don't think any of us are active in there anymore, but, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, we message each other still, you know, I, t I talked to one of them the other day. So, um, but I didn't really have anybody that kind of shocked me because, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. anybody for a long time, except for Rachel. So, so let's jump to the tough question that we talked about in the pre-interview. <laughs> What does transition look like for you? Um, see, I said I was going to steal your answer 
and now I forgot what it was. Um, <laughs> transition for me is authenticity. It's being myself. It's um, finding the truth of who I am and doing that as unapologetically as I can. Um, you know, like I said, it takes me a long time to make a decision, but when I do make a decision, that's because it, it feels right to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of how transition is. I, it took me 33 years to figure out what was going on. It took me 33 years to understand all what was going on with me, understand myself and um, put together all those little weird feelings that I had. Um, and, and transition is, is, is waking up and knowing who I am and moving through the world as that person, as, as honestly as I possibly can. Mm. And how much did having that really supportive partner that said, you're my person, I'm going to stick with you through this, how much did that help in, in that? What did that mean for you in that situation? Um, everything. Um, if if uh, she had reacted very negatively, I don't know what I would have done with myself. Um, and when you know like i said i wasn't ready to come out to her when she stumbled across me and uh my little clothing purchases um I, so you know when she was like what's going on my heart sank and i was terrified i was like okay well this is the end of everything my life is over now i don't know what i'm going to do um uh and, you know, her saying, okay, we're going to figure this out. And, you know, her accepting me and accepting who I was, regardless of what that meant for us, but being there to, and being supportive of me and who I am was... Uh, crucial because w without that support, I don't know that I would have, you know, been able to, to, to have the strength and courage to tell everybody else. Um, cause you know, I spent an entire year, um, being scared and nervous and compromising and crying and, um, and it would have been extraordinarily hard for me to, to, to move on from that. Um, and yeah, it's see, I, I told you before, like, I don't like thinking about my emotions and talking about them, but yeah, um, them and everything. Well, you're, um, you're not gonna like the next question then, uh, okay. diving <laughs> a little bit, a little bit deeper into that. What were some of the key, the key fears that you had as you looked towards transition, looked towards coming out, um, and just basically went along your journey and how did you overcome those? Um, 
one of my biggest fears, um, because I, I found myself in in a weird position, um, just physically. Um, after we got married, we wound up kind of moving further away from everybody. We're we're very close to her family, um, and and by close I mean like they're next door, um, but, <laughs> um, but you know, all of my family is a minimum on the other side of the state. Um, and, um, you know, my mom had passed away in 2014 and it was like the two supportive people that I could always count on is Rachel and my mom. And so, you know, and secondarily to that, my brother and, and, and other people who I'm like, you, you got my back. Right. Um, but I was scared how Rachel was going to react. Um, I was pretty sure my mom would have been fine. She would have had a lot of questions, but she wasn't around anymore. So not having anybody that I was sure I could fall back on um, was 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 scary, and I was and I was terrified that in coming out I would lose whoever I had left. And I was very much in a place where um, I felt like I had lost a lot recently. And so I was afraid of really losing anything else. Um, but, you know, it, it, it took a lot of support from her to, to say, they're going to be okay. You know, they're going to be okay. Your mm -hmm. brother, your brother loves your brother's going to be fine. Um, and you know, that's, <laughs> that's how, that's how I came. I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. He is a soft target. It'll be fine. Um, but I was, I was, I was scared of losing a lot of people and just not knowing what I was going to do with myself. Um, if everything went badly. So being someone who had, you know, you you made your decision and you realized, okay, the decision's made, let's go. Mm -hmm. Did you have like a full plan laid out of of the steps for your transition? And then, um, you know, you are you're talking with, with your wife and trying to kind of figure that out together. Mm -hmm. So um, was there much of a plan and have your goals shifted as you've moved through your transition? You know, as far as like what's important to you and, and what's yeah. on the table, what's not versus your initial ideals. Kind of sitting in that that period of just being afraid. Um, I kind of got stuck for a while, um, even in trying to figure out where to go next. Um, and, you know, it took a, a, a lot of time speaking with my therapist. And you know, working with Rachel to to go, okay, you need to make a plan, you need to make a list, you need to think strategically about this, because I was just kind of, you know, running around like a chicken with my head cut off for a while, just going like, I want to come out, but I don't know what to do. I'm very panicked. And um so yeah, I kind of at, at a certain point I said, Okay, what do I want to do? What are the steps to to go forward like okay i need to come out to people i need to figure out what i'm doing with my name 
if I'm changing my name, how do I go about changing my name? How do I go about um, doing the practical things to move forward? Um, and and, you know, and then in that plan, you know, it's like, okay, well, where do I go to get um, medical um, help? Who do I talk to? What do I want to do? What do I want to start taking HRT? If so, what kind? What? How does that work? Mm -hmm. um, and um, <laughs> when I'm stressed, I'm really bad at researching. Um, and I'm really bad at taking people's help. Rachel actually went to school uh, to be a research librarian. So she's very good at, <laughs> um, at, at, at researching. And I'm very bad at, at accepting help. Um, so, you know, she would offer, I can look these things up for you. I'm like, but I got to do it myself. <laughs> and then she was like, okay, did you look that up yet? Um, so eventually I, I, I did accept her help. And also in talking to my therapist, then, you know, she didn't necessarily deal with trans uh, patients regularly, but, you know, she had some good resources to direct me to, to start dealing with some of these things. Um, and so, you know, right around the time that I, I came out, I went to the Mazzoni Center for the first time in Philly, um, talked to a doctor, talked to them about how medical transition works, what are my options. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as far as things changing over time, I guess when I first came out, I was like, I'm gung-ho, I'm going to figure out I'm going to change my name, get an HRT, and then, okay, let's list the surgeries that I want. Um, and since then, I haven't had any surgeries. Um, and, you know, I went for consults and then at some point, you know, started going down the process and going, I don't know if this is what I want. I don't know if, I, if this is what I want. This is the team I want to work with. Mm -hmm. Let me slow down and reevaluate. Um, it's, it's, some people know, yeah, I, I want these things done. I want these things changed. And, it, you know, there was an extent to which I think when I first started coming out, I was like, well, these are the steps that you need to take, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then once I got past the stage of panicking and got to the stage of, okay, I've dealt with coming out to people. I figured out what I'm doing with my name. I figured out the legal stuff with, with that and figured out, you know, how to deal with my, the beginnings of my medical transition. Then I had more time to think about what the other steps were if I was going to do anything or not. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's things I still want to do at some point, and I just haven't got around to it yet. But, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes things things change and and you don't necessarily end up where you think you're going to be at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, 
and sometimes things are easier than than you would think they would be um and sometimes um what you expect to to be doing is not where you ultimately feel you need to go um and that's kind of what happened with me is is i just i i realized like okay that that path doesn't necessarily fit me mm -hmm. so let me re reevaluate and and take a step and and, and slow down because it's it's not a race mm -hmm. well that's why i loved it ask that question and get that answer is you know we like to normalize here that it's a journey and it's your journey it's specific to you yeah there's like a sort of a roadmap of all the things you could do and a lot of people have that as their goal but if that moves if that shifts if you end up somewhere else it's all okay it's all valid you know it's finding the journey and the steps that are right for you and following what's yeah. right for you and when something doesn't fit choose a different path go a different way yeah yeah I, it's my, my favorite line that and I'll, i don't know where i first heard it but i've heard many people use it before and i use it all the time uh your mileage may vary <laughs> and it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of uh process the two-parter here uh, what is what forms of dysphoria do you struggle with and in that, how do you find in your day-to-day -day validity in your identity? Where do you, how do you find Shannon in your day-to-day? -day? Um, those are two good questions. Um, you know, a lot of my dysphoria is, um, some of the common things. Um, you know, I don't, and, you know, I, I don't actually have as much bottom dysphoria as I, I thought I was going to um, and kind of what I thought I should have. Um, and that's one of the surgeries that I said, hold on a second. Um, it's just more sometimes things are in the way more than anything else. Yeah. Um, but um, it's not something that I'm in a rush to deal with. Um, my big my biggest things that I, I did, I, deal with on a daily basis is just kind of like everything going on around my head um you know if you have seen me online you've seen this hairband there's a reason i wear a hairband every day um i was very fortunate that all of this was still there um but you know when i uh before i started transitioning you know i had a very i had a very healthy denial beard and i said you know just my hair is, has just migrated from right here down my face um, so, I mean, that's, that is kind of my biggest thing and I, and it drives me crazy. Um, and, um, some of what has migrated down my face is still there because I also haven't dealt with that yet. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, and then also my voice, my voice is, is not where it was once upon a time, but, you know. At some point, I came to the conclusion that my voice is my voice. I'm okay with my voice. Um, I, you know, I thought about having um, vocal surgery, and I'm like, that's terrifying. Um, but you know, that was that was me. Some people, that's that's their path. Um, and you know. 
a, a lot of things I'm just as time went on, I got more comfortable with. And this is this is my voice. Um and I kind of work on it little by little all the time. And it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I have very much enjoyed um not so much there being a pandemic, but the pandemic fashion is very helpful um, with having to deal with uh, <laughs> the shadow. Yes. Um, I so. love that I don't have to put all the makeup on to present as a woman in public. Isn't it amazing? It's delightful. I actually, I had a doctor's appointment this morning um, and I'm like, well, I'm not doing my makeup and rushing to get to this doctor's appointment in the morning. And then putting a mask on and messing up my makeup and then having to redo my makeup before I go on the show. So I I, I put my mask on because I had to wear it to the doctor's office anyway. And I threw a scarf around my neck and I looked fantastic. Um, so, so there's 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 ways of dealing with it. And honestly, you know, it's it's similar to like when I, I first um and almost on the other end of the spectrum, when I first was transitioning before I came out to everybody else, I would present, you know, at home. And that kind of meant, you know, getting myself nice and gussied up and wearing makeup and putting that wig on. And because I was really trying to to fight to see myself in the mirror every day. Yeah. Um, and um, now I'm at the point that like, I'm like, oh, I got to put makeup on to go somewhere. All right. Um, and, you know, most of the time I just, I, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm like, I'm just like Rachel and I walk in the house, I'm like, get this bra off of me, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm like, oh God, I got to take this makeup off. All right. You know, it's, it's most of the time I look, you know, like a wreck and, and I'm perfectly happy, uh, sitting at home looking, uh, not presentable to the rest of the world and that's fine and i'm comfortable and that's that that's authentically me yeah uh at home that's you know, a that's a really great point anybody. that's a really point a great point to get to in your transition where you're just like sitting on the couch the slub slubbiest clothes you can find um two days worth of shadow on your face just like i'm good and uh, but but the the point of that is is to say that still feeling like a woman still feeling like you really yeah. even though um the outside it's just it's just looking like a trash fire like it's <laughs> you still feel like you whereas early on you fight so hard to find any glimpse of your female self in the mirror or um in yourself and so it's just a great place to get to where you're like i can really let it go and i still feel like emily i still feel like yeah. me it's a great place to get to what have you what do you feel that you've been able to accomplish because of your transition first in the ethereal question um i i think that i am a much more confident person than i used to be um i i, I would never do this i would never be on a live show you know five, six years ago. Um, I could throw it together a YouTube video, no problem. But, you know, 
I could control and edit that and I would, you know, wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, but, you know, I am much more confident in, um, kind of putting myself out there, um, and not just about, pardon, myself as a trans woman, but it's allowed me to be more confident to just kind of express myself in the world and what I think and what I feel. And, um, I mean, maybe to the point that like, you know, people are like, oh my God, will you shut up with your opinions? Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, I am very much, um, I'm, I'm much more comfortable letting the world know what's going on in here hmm. um do you feel that some of that is before. is because uh your perspective after transition your perspective of consequences has shifted like the world like the, there doesn't seem to be as much danger or or kind of fear of things you're like well i, I made it through transition nothing can hurt me now um, i don't know i mean yes and no because on the one hand, um, I, yes, because I have more confidence and I feel more um, comfortable in, and in, 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 in I feel a little braver in that I've, I've done this really hard thing. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I am a very... Um, I'm a very white presenting biracial woman, but, and in that, I kind of, I kind of grew up knowing that I had a bit of privilege in moving through the world. In coming out, I lost a lot of that because, you know, I, what I, to a lot of people in the world, I no longer present, I no longer appeared to their eye as a kind of tan but i think uh white cis man um and so on the other yes i'm more confident and braver but i also you know have an additional bit of i look at the world and go oh that's scary and and now i'm brave and i'm i feel more confident putting myself out there and i see things that i need to scream at <laughs> and need to point out to people that is this is not okay you know this is not okay and uh i'm likable so maybe you'll listen to me um and let me let me yell about that for a little while and hopefully that gets that gets at least somebody to to think about it um mm -hmm. so I yes that. i am braver i feel you know more confident and things aren't as scary in some ways and in other ways that things are more scary um and uh, after thinking about them for a long time, I have decided that I need to fight them. So, um, so yeah, yes and no. Another, probably the last really tough question, and then okay. we'll, um, we'll ask the last one and take our break. What is okay. your favorite thing that you've learned as you've moved through your journey? The, bi the biggest thing, and I don't know, maybe it's my favorite thing, um, is people are don't know 
as much as they think they do. Um, but a lot of people are more willing to learn than you might give them credit for. Um, that's not always the case, but um, I, I think that the the my favorite thing that I've learned is that I don't know everything, and there's always something else that I'm learning. Um, and I know that. And in knowing that, um, I realized that, oh, everybody else, I don't know what I'm doing and neither does everybody else. Um, so, so I always have an opportunity to learn and, um, realizing that, um, there's always something more interesting out there for me to, to figure out <laughs> everybody else is, is kind of having a similar experience. So, you know, there's always something out there that's exciting that you didn't know yesterday to learn. I feel that that helps give us patience with both ourselves and the world around us as far as yes. like accepting and, and making the right decisions with, you know, as we go through our journeys. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not uh, by nature a patient person. So it's, it's helpful to, to, to learn how to practice that. What is some advice that you have for young or closeted trans folks out there? The world seems scary. What you're going through seems scary. But breathe. Take your time. Center yourself. There's always somebody out there um, to, to help. You know, and, and sometimes... Um, it's it's very easy to kind of get consumed by um the scary things um and you know a lot of people have heard the mr rogers quote of you know always look for the helpers um and it's true there there's there's always somebody out there and maybe they're far away um and but there's always somebody out there that is that will understand you that will help you. Um, so when you're feeling like everything is kind of clo closing, just breathe. I love that. Great advice. Yeah. Center yourself. Relax. Yeah. You're going to be okay. <laughs> I have to remind myself that a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's wonderful. Thank you for that. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much of your story. We really appreciate all of that. Thank you for having me. I'm actually enjoying this a lot more than I thought thought I was. I was very scared, um, and I had to remind myself of to breathe. It's going to be okay. There you go. Yeah. The, the advice you have for other people is good advice for yourself. I love it. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from The Transverse Network. Watch this show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash The Transverse, and later on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Transverse. Follow our guest Shannon at SP McDill and OLIT Pod on all the socials. If you love what we're doing and want to help support the transverse and get access to exclusive content, you can do so by visiting patreon.com/slash the transverse.